all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. at MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC. Headaches are one of the most common complaints that we hear in the clinic, both for our pediatric and adult patients. And probably everybody out there listening has had a headache at some point. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about common reasons for headaches, how you treat them, as well as when you should be concerned about a headache. As always, we'll be taking your calls and questions, and we would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call this morning at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to kids at mpbonline.org. So I asked my friend, uh, Dr. Caleb Zumbro, who is one of our internal medicine and pediatric residents, and he works with us and sees a lot of these common complaints of headaches as well in clinic. Um, So I asked him to come in with us today and help us with some of these discussions because this is such a common topic that we get questions about um, from our patients in clinic. I get questions about it from my friends and family members uh, because headaches are a thing that unfortunately we all suffer from at some point in our life. Uh, And we see it a fair amount in our children too. So going to talk about that today. Thanks, Dr. Zumbro, for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, Dr. McLeod. I'm very excited to be here. So uh, some statistics I found was that about 60% of children report having a headache. So that's, that's a pretty good bit. And by the age 18, more than 90% of adolescents have complained of headaches. So this is a complaint we see in all of our kids. We've seen it in all of our adults. And the prevalence of the headaches tends to increase as you increase in age. So if you were a kid that had headaches, you're more than likely going to be an adult that had headaches. And it may get worse because we know that the frequency and the prevalence of the headaches will increase as you get older. Um, So that's why it's important to talk about headaches. We do see a lot of headaches tend to be more in women than men, especially as you get older. Um, I think I saw somewhere the ratios for migraines in particular is three to one for male uh, females to male. So women do tend to have more of a history with headaches. And we know headaches tend to run in families. So if you have headaches and then your kid complains of a headache, it's more than likely like he's probably complaining of a true headache because if you suffer with them, there is a high chance that they could have problems with headaches too. We don't really know 
as far as I know, any specific genetic cause that causes headaches. But it's more of a, it just tends to run in families type thing. Um, I'm sure at some point in the future, we may have some more information about that with some genes linked to it. Uh, but there, um, right now, there's nothing. We just know they tend to run in families. So there, there are two types of headaches when we think of headaches. We think of primary and we think of secondary headaches. Dr. Zumbray, can you tell us a little bit about what the difference between a headache, a primary or secondary headache is and why does that matter to us? Yeah, so um, and primary and secondary is a common thing that we, ha we classify most diseases with. Primary is something that's intrinsic to that system. So in this case would be the nervous system, the headaches coming from, in this case, the brain. Uh, secondary cause would be from some underlying condition such as um, hypertension or uh, some type of hormone imbalance. Uh, your primary headaches are going to be your migraines, your tension headaches. Uh, a lot of people will get headaches because of um, vision imbalance, things like that. Yeah, and it's really important to make that distinction because if it is a secondary headache, then to treat the headache, we have to treat the underlying cause. So we always want to make sure that there's nothing underlying that could be causing the headache. So how do we determine this? How do we decide if this is a primary headache or if this is a secondary headache? If this is, if it's just intrinsic to the brain or is there something causing this? Um, so as doctors, what helps us figure that out is knowing details about your headache. And so what we always try to tell people when they come in for headaches is keep a headache diary. And so what that means is we want to know all the details about your headache and you need to jot them down, write them down either in your phone or on a piece of paper so that you can keep up with them because it's hard to remember my headache last week. I can't remember exactly all the details about it. Like what time of day did I have it? What did I eat that day that could have been different? Um, what medicine did I take for it? Just different things like that that you may forget over the next week or two, but that are important for your doctor to know. So if that's something that you need to know more about your headaches and try to figure out the treatment for them, the doctor is going to need to know details. So always keep in a headache diary. Uh, Dr. Zumbra, can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that we need in the headache diary? that would be important for the doctor to know? So uh, most of the time, location for me is going to be the most important thing. You know, is it in one spot? Is it all over? Does it carry, uh, cover a certain area of the head? Is it behind your eyes? Does it feel like it's in your eyes? Um, does it move around? Um, and then after that, probably, you know, is it a certain time of day that it comes on? Is it always in the morning, always at night? Is it always when you stand up or lay down? Um, anything that seems to trigger it. Uh, is it always after you eat a bag of potato chips that you get a really bad headache or after you go to that uh, buffet, you know, and um, eat a bunch of food? Because uh, some people have a lot of food triggers. Um, so any details like that that you can think of um, and keep an eye on in your daily routine is always important for me. Um, really documenting how long and how many you have during the day is important. Uh, a lot of people will overestimate uh, how long it lasts and how many times a day they're having a headache. Um, and that's really important for us to know exactly what's going on. Um, a lot of times, especially with our adults, we'll ask that you check your blood pressure and maybe keep a log along with your headache diary um, of what your blood pressure was when you had that headache so that uh, we can know if high blood pressure had a uh, reason for you having those headaches. Um, 
if there's any other pain associated with it, such as neck pain, um, dizziness, um, if there's any family history, uh, we also like to know that. Um, uh, if it's caused any changes in your sleep, your exercise, um, if it's changed, changed your mood, things like that, that you've just noticed in your day-to-day life, we always like to have documentation of it. Yeah, and changes in your sleep and exercise, weight gain, um, changes in your mood, those are all really important because we know that lifestyle has a huge effect on your headaches and the frequency of headaches. So if you're not, if you have some big project at work and you're not getting as much sleep as you normally would, you're under a lot of stress, it's not surprising to us that the frequency and headaches is going to increase. Or um, heat, for example, is a dehydration, not getting enough water in is another big trigger for headaches. So especially this time of year um, in the summertime in the south and in Mississippi, it is hot outside. And so if you're outside, even if it's very minimal out there, just going to and from places, it's really hot. And you have to drink the extra amount of water to compensate for some of those losses that you're having. So if you're not drinking enough water, that's another big trigger. So that's really important to know if some changes have happened in your lifestyle. Um, Another big thing I want to say is women, it's very important to track your cycles as well, your menstrual cycles, because it is very common for women to have headaches with their menstrual cycles. Um, And so it's related to the estrogen, and we see this a ton. Um, In teenagers, in adults, it happens to a lot, a lot of girls. So it's very important to make sure that you're tracking your menstrual cycle along with your headaches, because that can be a very common cause for women as well. And, you know, in our kids, a big thing that we always recommend, too, is making sure they've had a vision screen. Um, And same for adults, but especially for our kids, because, you know, as adults, we're able to recognize and make sure that we go get our eyes checked. But as a kid, they they may not know any different. They may not realize that their vision has changed uh, because they just don't really know a difference with that. So that's something to make sure that you're asking about. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you're getting your kids checkups, because we do vision screenings at checkups. A lot of the schools do them as well, um, but not every school does them. So it's just very important to make sure that that's another thing to think about for your kids, that they're not having any vision changes um, and that their vision is has been checked and it's doing okay. So we're going to continue our talks about headaches. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. So please give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We'll take a quick break and then we'll talk about what to do if you have a headache and when you should go see the doctor.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you had Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Kids and teens and MPB Think Radio. We're talking today about headaches. I've got Dr. Caleb Zumbro on with us that helping us with these discussions. We're talking a little bit about the causes and treatments for it. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Please give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email to kids at mpbonline.org. So we talked a lot about just kind of the general background of headaches and different things that we need to know as physicians when we're trying to figure out the cause of the headaches and what to do about them. And so now I'm going to talk a little bit about what your doctor may do for your headaches, because some people I think have some some questions about what the doctor may do. And, you know, immediately as a human, our first thought is when something's happening, is it something bad? And of course, cancer or a brain tumor is one of the biggest things I feel like people tell me in clinic is I just need you to tell me I don't have a brain tumor. Um, And so for a lot of that, a lot of people think that we have to get an MRI or a CAT scan of their head, uh, which is not true. We don't normally have to get those to diagnose a headache um, and to make sure there's a lot of things as physicians that we can do on our exam that can help us rule out that there is anything going on in your brain. And there's a lot of things that we can tell you to look for to make sure nothing changes and that we don't need to take a picture of your brain. So um, one of the first things that we'll do as the physician for headaches is obviously we'll do an exam and we always like to check out the neurological system. So we check out your nerves and, and your face. There's some different funny things that we'll tell you to do with your face. Make sure there's nothing focal there. And the other big thing, which we kind of talked about before we came, uh, before we took the break, is the eye exam. Um, so if you have frequent headaches, you always need to make sure somebody has looked at your eyes. Because one of the biggest things that we're looking for is increased signs of pressure there. Because uh, if there is increased pressure there, that means there's probably some increased pressure in your brain, which would make us be concerned. Is there something in your brain going oh that could be causing these headaches? Um, can you think of any other reasons, um, some other symptoms that you could tell people to look for uh, to make them be concerned that there could be something going on with their brain, like a mass or a tumor? I think probably the most common one and one of the first ones to show up would be like a double vision or uh, blurry vision. Or if anybody notices that your your eyes don't seem to track with each other, you know, if you might all of a sudden have kind of a crooked eye or something, that's sometimes the first sign of some type of mass uh, pressing on uh, uh, what we call the cranial nerves that control your, your eye movement and your vision. Um, those are going to be the, mo- the, the first things that we see. Um, 
any, uh, of course, any headaches that are resistant to, to treatment um, and you've been pretty uh, diligent about taking your medications, that's going to concern us and make us a little more wary uh, to make sure there's no imaging. But I would say probably the double vision would be the first thing that I would look for. Yeah. Um, some other things to think about would be vomiting. So you can you can vomit with migraines for sure. You can vomit with headaches. But this is kind of like that uncontrollable vomiting. So usually if you've had a migraine headache out there or a really bad headache, you get kind of nauseated with it too. So this is vomiting without necessarily the nausea. So this is like you wake up in the morning and you vomit. Um, and the reason, the other thing is waking up from your sleep with a headache or waking, like if you wake up early in the morning with a headache or the headache is so bad, it wakes you up from your sleep. And the reason that is, is because when you lay down, you briefly kind of decrease the flow of the uh, cerebral spinal fluid, which is the fluid that protects your brain. Um, it doesn't block it, but it does kind of decrease a little bit of the flow because you're not sitting upright. And so um, if you were to have something going in your head, that further messes with that flow and it will make you have increased pressure. So you'll vomit, you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a headache, or you'll wake up early in the morning with a headache. And so those are a few other things to look for that I always think about. So we kind of call those as red flag symptoms. And that's kind of what we always try to counsel people on when we leave, when you leave our clinic, call us back if any of this happens. Um, so if you're listening out there and you have any, if you've had any of these symptoms, definitely need to go get checked out by your doctor and just make sure there's nothing going on. Sometimes people can have these symptoms. I've had people with really bad migraines that it has woken them from their sleep and everything was fine. Um, but these are things to just think about to make you prompt you to go get checked out by the doctor if they were to occur. Um, and one other thing is uh, kind of, I would think most people would know this, but sometimes, you know, you just try to ignore the symptoms, but if you've ever felt like some numbness, tingling, or weakness, any other type of neurologic sign along with your headaches, definitely want to go get checked out too. Um, I know a lot of times you just want to kind of ignore it and say, oh, I'll just shake it off, it's fine. But if you're having headaches along with some kind of weird numbness, tingling, weakness, any of that, you need to make sure you go get checked out too. And to go along with that, um, often your children, especially at a young age, may not be able to tell you if their vision has changed or if they feel weak or anything. So as a parent, you have to be observant. And sometimes we do see kids who all of a sudden are kind of walking, you know, a little off balance or they're hitting tables and uh, door frames a little bit. And that could be a, a indicator that maybe something is wrong with their peripheral vision. Um, and again, just uh, another good reason to have your eye exam um, at least once a year and to come to your, uh, your checkups. Uh, and last thing I want to say is if you are older and you've never had headaches before, or maybe you've had, you know, you get a few headaches a year, but now you're 55 years old and you've noticed that you're getting more and more headaches, you know, that should be concerning too. If you were 55 and you've had headaches since you were 10 years old, okay, that's fine. But if you were never one to get headaches and now you're older, middle-aged, and you're like, why am I getting so many headaches? You need to go get checked out because we just need to make sure that there's no underlying process going on. So those are just a few tips of when you definitely need to go get checked out and don't ignore your headaches if that's happening. 
We're talking about headaches today. If you have any questions or maybe some comments about some of your experiences with headaches and what you've found has been helpful for you, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call and share that with us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. So one thing I always like to tell people as we kind of transition to talk a little bit about treatment for headaches is a lot of times we're not going to make your headaches completely go away. So especially if you're a person that gets headaches fairly frequently, we're probably not going to be able to make them stop completely, unfortunately. But what we can do is we can decrease the frequency and we can decrease the severity of the headaches that you get with our medications. Um, but we may not be able to stop them altogether. So I always try to warn people, it's kind of like, you know, when I'm treating somebody for um, hypertension, for high blood pressure, you know, there's still going to be days where your blood pressure goes up despite your medications. Um, but for the most part, we can get your blood pressure controlled more days than not. Um, same thing with your sugar for diabetes. You know, there are going to be days where you have your sugar goes up for certain things with stress, what you ate. Uh, but for the most part, we can get your sugars under control. So same thing with your headaches. We just need to make sure we have realistic expectations about that, um, that we're not going to be able to stop them completely, but we can definitely get them better controlled. And I kind of uh, mentioned this earlier, but I want to stress that before we start medications for headaches, it's very important that your lifestyle is good and conducive to preventing headaches. So making sure you're getting enough sleep, uh, which I know is very hard to do. Uh, we all have busy lifestyles and it's hard for us to slow down and go to sleep, um, especially during this time right now in the pandemic and everybody's life has been kind of flipped upside down and people are working from home and um, routine, the routines are thrown off. Kids are doing a lot of virtual learning and maybe out of their routine as well. And so our sleep is kind of been thrown off. I know, I know mine definitely has mine more so because when I lay down at night, I just have so many thoughts racing through my head about my patients, about all the things that I have to do and going back to the hospital. And so there's, there's lots of reasons right now. I feel like for us, to not be getting good sleep. Um, and so it's very important that you're making sure you're getting good sleep. For our adults, they need to be getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night. For our teenagers, they need about eight to 10 hours um, to, of sleep. So our teenagers are notorious for not getting good sleep. So always make sure you're getting good sleep. We talked about water. Very, very important. Dehydration is a huge trigger for headaches. So making sure you're drinking lots of water. And a lot of people will tell me, well, I drink all throughout the day. This is not, not drinking sweet tea or unsweet tea or Diet Cokes or juice, whatever your, whatever your drink may be. This is, you need water. You need um, liquids that are going to actually hydrate you. So water or electrolyte replacements like a Gatorade, something like that. So sleep, water, and then exercise. Exercise is really important. Getting out there and exercising is really good for prevention of headaches as well. Um, we'll go to our caller, Taylor, in Nashville. Hi there. Good oh, good morning. I was calling because I have uh, recently, within the past year or so, started experiencing what I was told are called cluster headaches. Um, and I used to get migraines like very, very randomly. 
and seldomly, but these cluster headaches seem to be pretty consistent. They come about once a month, and what happens, and I'm sure you know, is um, I get a really, really bad headache on my right eye, and then I experience, like, swelling and tearing of the right eye, and I get congested on one side of my nose and on the right side, and it's just really painful, and they last for at least three to four days, so come and go on and off for three and four days, but... um, they're just not fun. And I'm just wondering if you have any tips or know anything about these types of headaches. Yeah. So cluster headaches um, are pretty rare in children under uh, 10, uh, age of 10, but in our teenagers um, and young adults, they are a little more common. Um, And the reason why you're having those symptoms on, uh, especially one side of the face is it's associated with the trigeminal nerve, uh, which is one of your cranial nerves. Um, it's the nerve that's related to having brain freezes uh, any, anytime you eat, uh, you know, an icy or ice cream too fast. Um, that's your trigeminal nerve um, causing that headache. Um, kind of the, the main acute uh, treatment that we would do, especially if somebody came into the ER or the clinic, is we would give you a little bit of oxygen that helps with vasodilation in the, in the head. Um, it helps just relieve some of those symptoms. Um, we could also give uh, what are called triptans, which are a class of um, headache medicines that can sometimes abort headaches. Um, as far as preventing those cluster headaches from coming, uh, we use a medicine called Topamax, uh, which is also used in migraines uh, for migraine prophylaxis, and also a blood pressure medicine called Rapamil. Um, since this is related to a nerve, sometimes uh, uh, physicians, especially pain medicine doctors, can do uh, what's called a nerve block um, of, of uh, a couple of those cranial nerves to try and relieve that pain. Um, and then some people also uh, can have a good reaction to steroids, uh, but of course that's not a long-term solution because it can cause weight, uh, weight gain, high blood sugar, um, just a lot of other problems on its own. So we try not to use steroids if we can avoid it. Um, and then sometimes in uh, relation to the to those nerves, you can also do something called nerve stimulation. Um, some people may be familiar with TENS units uh, for back pain, uh, where you put this electrical device that sends electrical currents, um, and it kind of activates those nerves and helps with um, musculoskeletal pain. And we can also do that um, for various cranial nerves to help with these cluster headaches. Yeah, cluster headaches are one that are very difficult to treat and we don't see very often. So I'm sorry you're experiencing those because I know they can be they can be a big pain because we don't have great treatments for them. But it's, you know, everything Dr. Zumbro said is helpful. Um, recommend if you can't, you know, if you're having trouble with your primary doctor treating them, maybe go in to see a specialist, um, like a neurologist or someone that is specialized in treating headaches that could help you come up with a plan. Because there are a few uh, prescription medications that we can use that can help control those headaches. Okay, great. That was really helpful. Thank you, guys. Thank you for calling. We're talking today about headaches. If you have any questions or comments, um, maybe you have some things that you found to be helpful for headaches, or maybe you have an unusual cause for headaches that maybe somebody out there could benefit from hearing, we would love to hear from you. So share your story or share your question with us this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 
contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. kids and teens on MPB Think Radio. We've been talking today about headaches, um, different symptoms to look for, when to go visit your doctor. If you have any questions or maybe you have some stories about what's helped your headaches, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and we will go next to our caller, Deanna, in College Hill. Good morning, Deanna. Hi. Um, I was concerned about uh, having some uh, pains on uh, in, in my head on, on one side, and, and I don't usually have a lot of headaches or anything, but it'll be like uh, it's just itching, be itching a little bit, and... And I go to uh, uh, put my fingers there and scratch it. When I do it, it's, it's real horrible pain inside. But this has been going on for oh, like about eight months now. So is there, do you think there's anything I should be concerned about? You cut out for just a second. Where did you, I know you said when you touch it, it's tender. But where is the pain happening? Uh, it's on the, the left uh, no, it's the, uh, the right side of my uh, head on, on the top, and mm-hmm. um, and it's just uh, kind of a, a it, it'll be a little bit of uh, itching there, and I put my fingers up to uh, scratch it when I do the uh, uh, the pain that's inside my head, like uh, it's it's a real real bad pain, but yeah. It, it's always there, and it's been that, that way for, you know, about seven months, eight months or yeah. some, something like that. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 68. I'll be 69 in January. Uh-huh. Well, so there's a condition that we see um, in our patients as they get older, and you're about the right age for it. Um, It's called temporal arteritis or giant cell arteritis. And basically what it is is you get some inflammation in the temporal artery. So, you know, kind of over your temples and over that area part of your head. Um, And it can be a very painful headache. Um, It can be very tender to touch, like you're saying. Um, Sometimes people can have some vision changes with it, but not always. Um, And sometimes you can even have some jaw pain with it. Uh, but I would, I mean, from what you're telling me, it's that would be something that would be high on my list to check out. Uh, what we do for that is a blood test. Look for inflammatory or inflammation markers in your blood. Particularly, it's called the SED rate. 
Um, and if that's high, that gives us a high suspicion that that could be going on. Um, and since it's an inflammatory process, it actually responds really well to steroids. Um, so your doctor could call you in steroids if they felt like this was going on. But it, it sounds like that would be something that I would be concerned about given your age and your symptoms. Oh, okay. Uh, could I also ask you, uh, around the same time that this started hurting, there's like uh, these indentions right in the uh, the top of uh, my head, right uh, under the hairline, you know, and they're pretty deep. And, and uh, there's two of them. They look like uh, scars. And I did show my uh, primary doctor and he looked at me, he said, oh, those all have always been there because, you know, they look like scars. I said, no, they haven't, you know, and uh, it's strange to me. But somebody said as you get older, you you know, you things like that can happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that's definitely a possibility. You know, things are changing as you get older. Um, I kind of wonder if maybe, you know, like your doctor said, maybe they have been there for a while, but since you've been hurting and tender over there, maybe you've just been touching them and it becoming more aware of them. Um, but I guess it could potentially be something just as you got older. Um, it's hard to say without really seeing them what it could be. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the information because uh, the blood test and what did you say, the SID rate? Or the SED rate. It's uh-huh, the sedimentation rate. Uh, sedimentation. The ESR is what we call it. Okay, ESR. Okay, well, I'll get those checked out, and, and I appreciate the information. Yes, ma'am. I hope Hopefully that was helpful, and hopefully you can get an answer soon. Thank you so much for your call. All right, thank you. We're yeah, we're talking about headaches. If you have any questions or maybe some comments about what has helped you with your headaches, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. And we'll go next to Debbie, who's in Florence. Hey, Debbie, what's going on today? Hi, um, I have headaches regularly, so I'm fairly used to them. But every now and then, I would get a very sharp shooting pain inside, you know, like headache inside, and it'll last up to a minute and then go away. Where, Where is the pain exactly? Most of the time, it's up on top on the left side, not at my temple, but further back. Every now and then, it will happen on the right side. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Now, sometimes you can get um, like neuralgias in particular, like that trigeminal nerve that Dr. Zumbro was talking about earlier. Um, but that's typically not the location of it. That's more kind of on the face. So this is more back on your scalp. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, quite a bit far back. Yeah. Over my, um, over my ears area. <laughs> In your wear area? Like it like it'd be like above my ears, you know, that far back okay. on my head. Okay, okay. Have you ever had anything like shingles or Yes, I've had shingles. Where where, where was your shingles outbreak? On my torso and back. Okay, because, you know, sometimes shingles can live in the nerve endings and it can give you that sharp shooting pain. 
Um, the only other thing I could really think about would be just making sure your vitamin levels have been checked and maybe even your thyroid hormones have been checked because um, sometimes that can cause neuropathy type pain, which is kind of the pain that you're describing, that neuropathy type symptoms. So checking like your B12 and your thyroid levels. Um, and then the other thing would be making sure somebody's looked in your ears, looked in your mouth, because a lot of times teeth can have referred pain um, and that can cause like that sharp shooting pain as well. So I'm not sure when the last time you saw the dentist was, but just to make sure there's nothing else going on in your teeth. Um, yeah, because no, the those, teeth are okay. Those are Ma'am? The teeth are okay. I'm starting to lose hearing, but other than that, my ears are okay. Okay. Yeah, because there's not a ton of things that give you that sharp shooting pain like that besides um, like uh, if there is some kind of neuralgia. And that would be, like I was saying, making sure that your vitamin levels are checked out and that they're good. Um, I can't really think. Can you think of anything else? Sometimes, uh, and usually this would be diagnosed earlier um, in our teenagers and young adults, but TMJ pain, which is temporomandibular joint pain, uh, your your mandible connects mm -hmm. right in front of, right behind your ear. Usually mm -hmm. that's more of an aching pain, but some people do have kind of a sharp shooting pain. With you saying that it, it kind of alternates sides, that kind of makes me think that maybe you might be grinding your teeth at night or something like that. And I don't know if your dentist has ever mentioned that, but um, if, you, if your, your husband or family member who kind of watches you sleep has noticed that you kind of grind your teeth or um, clench down when you're sleeping, that might be something else to consider um, and talking to your dentist um, about maybe getting a mouth guard or something because I, I myself sometimes get headaches like that. And most of the time it's an aching pain, but every now and then I'll have a sharp pain and I'll convince myself to finally start wearing my mouth guard again and it usually helps. Um, but if you have a lot of jaw popping or anything like that, that could be a sign that it could be related to that uh, jaw joint um, causing referred pain. That might actually be because I do have TMJ. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yes, definitely could yeah. be doing that. So do you wear your mouth guard? I don't even have one. <laughs> okay, that that might be a good idea. Just call your dentist and kind of talk to him. And um, uh, they do sell some um, over the counter in the pharmacies, but you can also get special made ones from your dentist that are, are molded specifically to your teeth. Um, and those tend to work a little bit better. Um, and uh, he can also help you with different uh, muscle relaxation techniques. Um, and uh, some physicians also know these uh, relaxation techniques and just being more aware of keeping your jaw open. Um, if you're just sitting at the desk, not clenching, um, just just being aware of what your mouth's doing will help relax those muscles um, and just kind of trying to stretch them out a few times a day. And if that improves your pain, that I think we may have found an answer. Um, but definitely, you know, talk to your dentist, talk to your doctor, because um, there's a couple different things that this could be going on. But if you've been diagnosed with TMJ before, I would say that's probably the, the best bet. Well, thank you. That sounds wonderful. I'll do that. Yes, ma'am. You have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for your call. We'll go next to Jack in Lorman. Hey, good morning, Jack. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on today? Not much. Just another day surviving. <laughs> I understand. What's your question today? Well, I've been getting these headaches, but it's nothing like I ever got before. But it starts, like, in the side of my head, and then it works its way back up to the middle of my head, like, on the top. Just, it hurts so bad, it's like it's getting worse and worse. It's been happening like for several weeks. Sometimes I can't even sleep, it's getting so bad. 
have you tried any medications for it? Not really. Not really. Yeah. What kind of work do you do? Do you sit and look at a computer a lot, or? Not really. I don't know. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't doing nothing. I don't know if it's stress or what, but, or low blood pressure or, or what. But it starts like on the side by my ear, and then it works its way up to the top of my head, and it just doesn't want to go away. It hurts so bad, like there's nothing I could do to make it go away. All I like it. Yeah, yeah I, a lot of what you're sounding like sounds kind of like a tension headache, what we call a tension headache, that um, is probably the most common type of headache that an adult is going to have. Um, and it kind of is a pain kind of all over. So the way that you're describing how it kind of starts on the side and moves to the top of your head, that sounds familiar, uh, seems familiar with a tension headache. Um, the reason I was asking if you sit at a computer a lot, because we know a lot of times if there's a lot of tension in your muscles, uh, particularly your neck muscles, that can make that worse. So we'll see that a lot. Um, and looking at a screen a long time can also cause those tension headaches. Um, stress, like you said, definitely can do that as well. <laughs> uh, stress, like I was saying earlier, is a huge factor and trigger and headaches. Um, but a lot of that, what you're sounding like is um, just a tension headache that just is a pain that is just there and will not go away. They usually respond pretty well to medications like ibuprofen or um, naproxen, which is going to be Advil and Aleve or the NSAID class of medicines. Um, and so that's why I was wondering if you had tried any of those medicines. It happen like at night or at night they tend to happen more at nighttime. Yeah, most of the time it usually happen at night. I don't, I don't really eat much like during the day. I don't know if it has something to do with it or what, but. Yeah, tension headaches are usually do happen more as the day goes on. Um, so like you saying, it happens more at night. That's pretty common with a tension headache. Um, definitely, if you're not eating, you know, if you're not hydrating and you're not eating, it can definitely cause headaches as well. But I would start with just trying like ibuprofen or naproxen to see if that would help the headaches. Um, and if that helps the headaches, that kind of gives us, you know, that makes us feel a little bit better that we're able to control the pain. And then if they keep happening, there are a few medicines and different techniques that we could try that could help with those tension type headaches. What would that be? So they actually respond pretty well to muscle relaxers. Um, so a lot of times we can do a muscle relaxer that you take at night. Um, and then there's also some other medicines that we use for migraines, uh, like Elevil and even Topamax sometimes that can be helpful. And then the other thing that they actually respond really well to is some physical therapy and massage therapy, because again, a lot of it is related to the tension and the strain in your neck. And so if you do some physical therapy and massage therapy, a lot of times that can be helpful for those types of headaches. Sometimes it hurts so bad, I feel like the top of my head is going to explode. It starts, from yeah. the side. it starts on the side, and it works the way to the top of your head. And it's like sometimes I'll, I'll stick my head in the pillow, try to get rid of the pain. I just can't do it. Like, it hurts, like, bad, bad. I've never had it like that before. Yeah. Well, I would definitely try, like, the, the anti-inflammatories, the NSAIDs. If that does not help, then it sounds like you need to go be evaluated and somebody to – to do a neurological exam on you and look in your eyes, check your blood pressure, um, all of those different things to make sure there's nothing else going on that could be causing them. Okay. I hope those headaches get better, Jack, and we appreciate you calling us.
Thank you. Y'all be safe. Thank you. And while we're on the topic of tension headaches, I think something that's going to come up uh, as, as we're starting school and a lot of kids are doing uh, online learning on their iPads and computers, a lot of people working at home. Um, I feel like we're going to see a lot more tension headaches um, coming into the clinic. Um, and that's because a lot of people, as Dr. McLeod said, when you're sitting at the computer, you may not have the good posture um, that we're supposed to have. Um, that causes uh, muscle tension in your neck, in your head. Um, and also just the, the blue light from the screens uh, can kind of strain your eyes and also can cause headaches. Um, there are eye doctors can recommend some uh, blue uh, light uh, filters on glasses. If you already wear glasses, if it's time for to get an upgrade, it may be worth looking into getting a blue light filter. Um, I use them myself and um, I can definitely tell the difference whenever I'm uh, doing my charts at night. Um, that my eyes aren't are not straining, um, and I've had less headaches uh, for the past couple months as I've done that. Um, taking frequent breaks while you're on the computer. Um, you know, the rule of thumb is do about 45 minutes of work staring at the screen, um, and then take about a 15 minute break. Go outside um, and just kind of rest your eyes, um, and just taking care of yourself as best as you can. That's a good point. We've got a little bit of time left, so if you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Uh, so Dr. Zumbro brought up a great point with the virtual learning. That's definitely going to cause some tension headaches in our kids, sitting at the computers and the blue lights, like he said. Um, just some other common reasons, you know, kids if your child is going back to regular classroom learning, um, a headache is a very common reason kids will complain when they don't want to go to school. So a lot of times you'll have kids complaining about headaches in the morning time, especially around the time they're supposed to be leaving to head to school. So if that's happening, you know, I definitely don't want you to ignore uh, your child's headache uh, for sure. But you may want to, you know, ask a few more questions, try to make sure there's nothing going on at school, um, that there's a reason why they don't don't want to go to school that could be why they're complaining of the headache and you know a lot of times like how we talked about stress can bring on headaches uh, stress is real and it can cause lots of somatic complaints it can make you have headaches it can make you have stomach aches um, it can even make you have upset stomach and diarrhea nausea headaches all the things that go along with stress so if your child is really stressed um, it may not just be they don't want to go to school. It could be that there's truly stress going on at school that could be causing those headaches. So it's definitely important to make sure you're talking to your kid um, and going through and review, you know, making sure that everything's okay at school. Um, another type of headache that we see a lot that a lot of people don't realize that can happen, and I want to make sure that we address this because this could be you out there, um, is rebound headaches. So can you tell us a little bit about a rebound headache it's when you take too much pain medication and you get the rebound from overuse over of the pain meds right so uh, a lot of people who you know take advil or tylenol chronically um for joint pain uh for anything like that um or just typical medicines and all of a sudden you stop it um you could have these headaches that come on um Caffeine withdrawal is also a common reason to have a rebound headache. Um, if you're somebody who's used to drinking you know, three or four cups of coffee a day, 
Um, and then all of a sudden you take a break uh, without winning yourself off. You can have these rebound headaches, and they're quite miserable. I've had them before whenever I've uh, been on a caffeine binge myself. Um, and you just have to be very careful with that, and that's why it's always important to keep track of how much medicine you're taking a day and you know when do you skip your doses or uh, making sure if you're on a chronic medicine like a blood pressure medicine or an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medicine especially, that you don't uh, stop those just cold turkey that you talk to your doctor about coming off it safely because you can have these um, uh, rebound effects um, from them. Yeah, and even if even if you're taking the Advil or Tylenol for the headaches, you know, if you're having headaches so frequently that you're constantly having to take Advil or Tylenol two to three times a day, that can actually create a cycle of headaches. Um, and the way that you have to do that is you just have to stop the pain medicines. Uh, you have to stop the Advil. You have to stop the Tylenol um, to break that cycle and to get rid of those headaches. So that's just something important to think about because I, I don't think a lot of people realize that um, and they'll come in and tell me they're having headaches and they're taking Tylenol four times a day to control their headaches and a lot of times if we just stop the Tylenol the headache frequency will decrease because you kind of have to break that cycle with the rebound headaches so um, another thing that a lot of people like to blame headaches on is their sinuses. Um, and I just want to make sure, you know, because a, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just a sinus headache. And it, it very well could be a sinus headache. They definitely happen. But they're not a common reason for chronic headaches. So if you are having frequent headaches, you know, don't just blame it on your sinuses. You want to make sure that you talk to your doctor about it um, to make sure that there's nothing else going on because sinuses are not a cause of frequent headaches. They can definitely cause them. I'm not saying that, but it's if you're having frequent recurrent headaches, um, sinuses are usually not going to be the cause of that. So you want to make sure that you talk to your doctor about that. Um, I feel like a lot of people, I know myself, when I have a headache, I'll say, oh, it's just a sinus headache. Um, and then I have to remind myself like, oh, well, maybe there could be something else going on. Let me think about all the other symptoms that I'm having. So just something important to think about. Um, and then lastly, I want to just, we've got like a minute left, and I just want to make sure we tell people this because um, we don't see this a lot, but when we do, people are really sick. So if you have um, a sudden onset of a headache and the pain reaches like maximum intensity really fast, so like the headache hits you and it is like terrible headache, like can't even, like they, they used to describe it to us in medical school as the worst headache of my life, um, and it happens really quickly. That is a sign that something could be going on in your brain, and we definitely want you to go get checked out. Again, that's not very common, um, but it happens a fair amount, um, unfortunately. So definitely, if you've ever had that type of headache before, or if any of your family members, you're around them, and somebody mentions something like that, encourage them to go get checked out immediately. That, that is a reason to go to the ER um, with a headache. So want to make sure I mention that as well. Hopefully this has been helpful for you and uh, you can recognize some of the different reasons you need to go get checked out for your headaches. Um, if you have any questions about what we talked about, you can always send us an email and we'll be happy to get back to you. Thank you, Dr. Zombre, for coming on with us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Dr. McLeod. Uh, this has been Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and Think Radio, and it's funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from listeners like you. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. 
I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. And stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app.